You're listening to the Evolution Exchange Podcast Australia, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful tech leaders. I'm Henry Tetley. I help connect businesses with tech talent. And today I'm your host. All right. Welcome, guys, to the latest episode of the Evolution Exchange Podcast. Uh, So today's topic, we're going to be talking about driving customer success, the collaboration between product and engineering teams. Um, so let's get into the intros. Peter, would you like to kick us off? Yeah, thanks. Uh, so I'm Peter Scott, I'm the head of product at Spacetalk. So we're about safety at every stage of life. We've got wearables, mobile apps, school communications. So lots of stuff we're doing. Nice one. Cheers, Peter. Uh, Phil, over to yourself. Yeah, uh, my name's Phil. I'm the chief product officer at AcreWeb. We are um, a farm management software app that helps livestock producers understand and improve what's happening with their farms. We've uh, we've been running for about eight years. Manage twenty five percent of the animals in Australia, and uh, kind of shifting towards a lot of a lot around sustainability and climate impacts that livestock can have, and how they can be part of the solution. Cheers, Phil and Basan. Yeah, uh, thanks, Andrew. So my name is Basan. So I'm a head of technology for Cardly Card Subscriptions. Yeah, so we do um, car subscriptions anywhere from 30 days to 24 months. So all the um, everything will be just everything will be managed by us, complete managed service, and the just drive away key um, sort of subscription service we provide. Yeah, heading the technology there. Awesome! Cheers, guys. Thanks for for joining us today. Um, so with regards to to what we're going to be talking about. Um, Phil, um, we w- let's kick off with your question of what are the roles and responsibilities of the product and engineering teams? Um, uh, over to yourself. Yeah, um, I think a very product manager response is it depends, but um, uh, it you know really depends on the size and the type of the company. But for us at AgriWeb, the product team, uh, and that in, within product, we're talking about product managers, product designers. We also include data and growth within that but uh, I think the product team is really kind of the intersection of the business so between the customer and understanding who they are um, the problems that they've got and the opportunities that they present um, the product and what problems we decide to solve and how they get solved and in the business so particularly our go-to-market teams so marketing sales support success and making sure that all those pieces kind of combined so that the the business can be successful um and a big part of roles and responsibilities within product and engineering is the product team kind of identify the problems we we think we want to solve um defining the solution which goes very much hand in hand with dev for faith to understand feasibility and then the engineering team kind of give that feedback to us around feasibility and sizing so we can figure out costs which is usually how much time is it going to take the devs to build something um you know use that information to lock in priorities and then work together i'm a big fan of marty kagan's work on this concept of like empowered products teams so pms designers and engineers working together to actually deliver um the solution and then the the kind of like post build phase is like our product team would work with put on a product marketing how to make sure there's a successful launch of that and it ties into rest of the business it's a team sport, right? Ultimately, yes. right? I think it's having that sort of the older mentality of like the product 
person throws it over the wall and the engineers make the thing happen and it, it doesn't it, it can work that way but i don't think good outcomes come from it you know it's it, it, that it, marty kagan Teresa torres like the product trio where she talks about that that like i think i've seen great results where you know the the product manager product designer engineer are in there talking to customers and trying to work out the solution and yeah good ideas come from anywhere right it, um see great examples where the, the tech leaders come up with the perfect solution for the customer that both the product designer and product maker had no real clue because they asked a different question because they were coming from a different angle so yeah i think it, it, it is a team sport right at the end of the day yeah, absolutely. Basan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, yeah as Peter and uh, Fee mentioned, so yeah, they're really um, great points. Um, it, it a little bit varies, but again, it depends on that, you know. Um, it, it, I would say that it goes hand-in-hand hand approach, like, you know, the product team is just defining that product vision and the what are the strategy roadmap, and that strategy roadmap roadmap is just again collaborating with the tech team how can that like product strategy and the product vision uh will be converted into technical specifications or like you know the the technical solutions and um, that it takes um, a great uh, amount of time for them to collaborate ideate those the plans and how we're going to execute those product plans um an engineering team has to like you know has to build that close collaboration and understand the product vision and you know define that develop yeah develop a solution that meets customer expectations so yeah and um, it's like as peter mentioned it is a team game so the solutions can be easily achievable sometimes like what the product um, the features and and what we think is is quite difficult can be like you know achievable so quickly because tech guys know how to um you know down the line how we need to execute and deliver them and sometimes it's quite difficult as well because the technical aspects are too great um and product it looks too easy for the product side but may have a lot of impacts on the the, the tech side so that close collaborations and having that continuous open dialogue and shared accountability you just uh it's a vital stuff here yeah. Yeah, at a macro level, it's yeah, product is the the what and the um the engineering is the how, and you can sort of throw it all behind around that. But yeah, the, the, it is a discussion, and it is a and we'll get to this probably later. But it's often a give and take. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. no cheers, guys. That's um definitely some some good points there. Um, as you sort of as you mentioned there, uh, Peter, about the um the, the products being. The, the what and the engineering teams be the how. Uh, obviously, you know it's very important that they, um, you know, en- engage very well together and communicate, uh, which leads us on quite nicely to to bus on uh, your uh, your question as as to you know why it's important for for both the products and engineering teams to educate each other on the concepts. Um, what's your thoughts on that as as to, to why it's so important? Um. So education piece, I think it um, again it comes back to the um, same um, one or two aspects as we discussed. Uh, it's again like you know when we put a timelines or deliverables, when we do a market research, our customer um, needs and expectations. So the product team have like you know the um, 
high level idea so what we need to execute that product or deliver that product so that engineering team is has that constant um, you know the dialogue and, and they're educating that piece how we deliver how, what we do in day to day stuff to deliver those products having that the both sides education so it's it's like um, key and the technical team understanding that product vision preparing themselves like or so and so product and product aspects are like you know it could be abc and what is the best suit of the technology stacks we need to adopt and how or like you know the technology roadmap should look like or, or what are the strategies to build that uh, technical cadence and uh, the skill set up like you know up, upscaling themselves or sort of things we just preparing ourselves and educating the same thing back to the product team and product team understand at high level um, when they are communicating with customer and they are just you know promising those deliverables or they're doing themselves a market research what it takes to be delivered so that they have that um, you know the high level education and the tech tech side sub stuff and the tech teams understand how the product team works and and what approach they take and what kind of deliverables or visions they have so that mutual education is definitely um, that's the key where it be fosters the communication seamless communication between two different teams and like another you know, transition will be pretty smooth uh, when they have that real good understanding they all on the same page that makes sense yeah cheers basan um th- thanks for that input there uh p so what was your thoughts yeah i, I think it's it, it, the education on both sides is critical I, i've oftentimes product will have a, a, an idea of how it might work <laughs> and and whether that's connected to reality or not a whole nother story um but also i think certainly from the engineering side there's often you know this again this give and take where um you know if there's things below the wood line that the product person may not see they need to be educated that hey there's this you know problem a technical debt we may need to pay back otherwise it's just going to get us into trouble uh, i've certainly had the scenario where i actually had, was working and coaching a, a, an engineer one of our um there was this this thing we needed to do just because it was be, going to become a significant problem in you know about 6 to 12 months and from his perspective he's told everyone no one's listening no one wants to put on a roadmap and no one wants to do anything and, and then when we had a conversation it's well you're not selling it you're not trying to educate those the people in the product to really explain the problem and uh, unless they get it they'll, they'll think it sounds minor it sounds irrelevant if they don't have the full context so that education piece i think is a, is a great word because you need to educate the your, your counterpart on why this is important and i think certainly i've also had the experience on the product side where you know an engineer may see something as quite a significant change a big implementation quite complex but your expectation is it's pretty minor and it should be pretty quick and maybe one side is not quite seeing it and again educating on the idea communicating clearly and then you know working together it's a team sport to come to what you need and something that the engineer might have thought of was going to take weeks or months to complete might be pretty simple because that's all that's needed or you find out it's more complicated it's all about communication keeping those keeping that dialogue happening back and forth 100% um funny you mentioned that um so 
here at Evolution, we've we've built our own uh, CRM, uh, you know, our, our own database, and we're constantly, you know, it's constantly evolving and changing, and you know, we're adding new features and uh, improving it all the time. Um, and our our tech team, they're, they're based in the UK at our head office, and they they recently came over to Australia, and you know, they, they wanted to um, get all our thoughts if we had any. Uh, things that we want, you know, any features that we, we'd like to see, if there's any changes that needed to be, to be made. And there was lots of things where we were like, oh, it'd be nice to, nice to have that, or oh, could we change this to do that? Can, can you do that? And they're like, do you realize how big of a project that is? And it's like, yep. it's not just obviously, you know, a, a button on, on the front end that we can see. There's obviously the whole um, <laughs> the whole thing going on, on in the background. So, uh, yeah, then, very- that's the, a part of it then, again, there's a, there's a great exercise there to, around discovery. Right, so you're saying you want to do something, and it may be a really complicated thing to to implement. But what's the outcome you're trying to achieve? Well, what are you trying to do? And I'm, I have a, have a great experience with a team where they were they had a requirement from a from a customer to improve the platform that you know seemed pretty obvious, and was a you know the the the, the solution <laughs> was you know pretty black and white from their perspective. Um, in one of those discovery sessions, it was actually the tech lead who asked an additional question of the customer. And effectively, that opened the door to a whole other solution, which was actually solving their problem. And it wasn't just the Band-Aid solution the customer was requesting, but they found something to solve the problem, be quite broadly applicable for the entire customer base. Yeah. And it only took them a couple of weeks to build. So, you know, and... You know, one of the outcomes is effectively, you know, the customer was expecting to do something with it. We calculated was about a million mouse clicks. Oh, really? <laughs> so, and they were happy to do those million mouse clicks because they wanted the, the, this output. But what we did, we basically cut that back to you know, a couple hundred um, of operations, effectively. So we saved mice, and we we also gave a broadly applicable feature globally, and, and that all came back to just understanding what people want out of the out of the improvement um as opposed to just jumping to conclusions as well yeah uh, you should um yeah i'd like to share another point Um, it just um there was a couple of other questions being asked like you know how how can you uh keep your team engaged and you know you encourage them to be motivated um at some point what i found um we need to give them a fire. Like, let's say if a technical person is working on a kind of like, you know, they're working on a ticket or some features, um, end of the day, their deliverables, they mean something. So we need to give them that, okay, if the product team comes up and give them, hey, you're going to develop this cool feature, end of the day, this feature will be used by XYZ people and that's how it's going to impact. So that's like a little bit of motivation factor for the developers. Uh, it's just they are not writing the, like you know, lines and lines and lines of codes, uh, but they have that intention, clear intention. So end of the day, my code, my work has some impact, down impact, right? So it means something. We spend day and days out so that it, end of the day, it's, it's helped someone. It has some value. That's w- one key point I just identified. And, and another thing is that... Um, it, it's also a mindset, right? It fosters a growth mindset and it yeah. also builds a culture. Uh, 
continuous learning approach like it could be product learning okay custom how they want to know the interesting story like you know if it is a scenario where the user is specifically following the step by step approach to do something uh, and end up there some issues and errors they want to understand that what is the business goal and you know how they are end up into an issue or how they are end up into a new new solution we are trying to implement um that's like curiosity and learning curve it both sides so just it like you know it fosters that um, learning mindset when you start educating both sides hmm. so we do a little bit of like knowledge sharing sessions in our end of the sprint um sometimes product teams just gets up and give that little bit of agile side of um, knowledge sharing or product sharing or all of that sort of stuff it it results end of the day it results a lot of conflicts some people have a lot of questions they don't open up fire just hand um in their mind you know they just uh, speculating but if somebody speaks up clear those conflicts or some questions and it it becomes really clear for the guys to work on things yeah and it it encourages for them as well like someone is shy doesn't want to open up doesn't want to participate we basically give them an opportunity to speak up and you know um, give some kind of what we are doing in in tech tech side of stuff and share that with the product team so both have the knowledge we know what product is doing and product team also know what tech is doing so yeah yeah that's just the follow up even after finishing a sprint but if you look 3 to 6 months after releasing something and see has it actually is that feature actually getting used also helps yeah. it exactly the yeah. achievement and the product teams as well we, we, none of us want to build stuff or define stuff that just goes out and never gets used so. <laughs> if 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 it doesn't get used what's the point right like the whole for me often you know working with teams like the point is getting something in the customer's hands them to use it them to get something from it if no one uses it what's the point right Absolutely. yeah and to what you said before peter i mean i think i think it's key around like not that tongue in cheek like i don't think you should ever build what someone wants you should yes so that takes questioning and digging in and understanding you know what really is it that the problem that you've got and the yeah. problem solves um yeah you know, that's really key again for that satisfaction that that everyone gets around Actually, making something meaningful. Absolutely, it's the five whys, right? Be the annoying toddler. <laughs> so sometimes <laughs> yeah. it does take the fourth or fifth one to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. That's uh, you know, obviously relating it back to to um, our situation, and that's something you know we were discussing. Like you know, what's what's the reason that you need that? Why do you need that? Is there something better that we could do than that to to, to receive the the same outcome? um so yeah definitely uh i guess that's where you know the, the it's really important that the the product and engineering teams gel together to to identify those those purposes um and uh and create a roadmap of you know how how to get through that um Phil did you have anything else to add on um on that i uh on on I, your way I support? think I, i think that you know we've, we've covered aspects of like understanding what and it kind of ties back to understanding what the responsibilities of each group are and one thing that the the product management team usually gets on the hook for is prioritization and and there's a lot of pressure both not just from the engineering team so like hey why are we working on this but from the rest of the business and from customers i think being able to 
that there's a responsibility that the product team have in being able to explain why they're that prioritize things a certain way. Like what does that, what business goal are we trying to achieve? What what customer goal are we trying to achieve? Um, and making sure that then lines up with the technical roadmap. And I think mm. the developers equally have a responsibility to explain why this issue is important. You know, we all accumulate tech debt, whether we yeah. like it or not. You've got to put time in to pay that down. And the impact of that is that um, you know, the product team have pressures to, let's say, deliver revenue generating functions. There's a, most of the business only sees that within a certain horizon. Right? Mm-hmm. So that the, the paying down tech debt takes ca- capacity away from that, um, you know, quote, revenue generating function. But you've really got to bring the two pieces together into the, the unified roadmap, if you will, to make sure that we can get ahead of these, you know, potential performance issues. Yep, that, that can come up. I think that's really key that both both roadmaps kind of work together and sync up, um, because typically there's only one one engineering team or one product team that are delivering together on these things. You can't yeah, source these things out. I think keeping it visible to your point, right? That uh, it's one of the things I've done is with teams. I've sort of had a, a template for roadmaps. We use sort of a three horizons model. You know, now, next, future. And I, I drew a line along the middle. Um, yeah. And at the top is these are the features, these are the improvements. These is but below that is the technical work, right? And if in uh, one of those horizons there's nothing in the technical side, I'll ask questions. Why? Like, well, it, I, there can't be nothing, right? <laughs> I'm sure there is. There are things that are burning on the engineering team that they know they want to to, to, to address. And that is a way to keep it more visible. Um, maybe everyone in the business who might look at that document might not necessarily understand a upgrade, you know, uh, this library or, uh, you know, uh, refactor something. It's not super important that to them to know what that means, but they also can appreciate that it's not just add the new shiny button. It's also do this thing that sounds technical if you don't really understand what those words mean um, at the end of the day. Yeah, without yeah. that, questions like, why are we working on this thing and why is this thing taking so long, right? I think yep. Really Big, exactly right. And sometimes you'll get nothing out the door from a customer during a quarter or whatever that is, and that's the absolute right decision because it means you can actually deliver the thing next quarter or the quarter after uh, if you didn't do that legwork to start with. Yeah, true. Um, I totally agree with both of your points. Um, yeah, so that's as uh, Phil mentioned, it's that roadmap. We, we just don't like, you know, um, these are the features we need. These are the priorities. These are the user stories. Uh, here you go. Um, it doesn't work. It is, as you mentioned, like that's roadmap. We have to work um, in, in like, you know, parallelly and understanding how the, like, you know, specifications or technical, how we are converting, what is our conversion rate is going on? What are the challenges on the way? Um, and at the same time, communicating back it to the customers or stakeholders and, you know, making the little bit tweaks and understanding and coming back and again, having the same chat with the tech team, making them like a little bit of uh, comfortable and giving that confidence and working very closely with the, the tech and product team is something like if you want to achieve really good um, solution or, or desired outcomes, um, we need to have that close relationship. So even though, despite we have two different responsibilities to be done, 
um, we should work as a single team i would say and mm-hmm. it is just a hand in hand process um exchanging that you know the the requirements versus okay the functionalities when we are writing code or building or deploying or doing something uh, if there is a challenges we should be open and freely communicate hey these are the problem i can't scale it some security issues there or deployments is failing so that you can make that immediate adjustment and you know you communicate back to the uh, stakeholders or you are just that user story say we cannot deliver this or we can deliver this or there are some bottlenecks or something like that it should be seamless and open communication um yeah so even though the responsibilities are different um you just have to work as parallelly even the two different roadmaps yeah have to be one team and uh, mm. you know help each other 100% yeah there's uh, got to be as you say you know that that uh, that collaboration between the two and it's almost yeah. you know is is it really two separate teams or are you are you all as one you know working together to to try and achieve the the same outcome um yeah. so yeah great way to look at it as you know you you really one team rather than than two That's separate cool. two different teams, teams. Exactly. yeah yeah um cool so obviously that being said how do you foster the relationship <laughs> between the product products and engineering teams peter over to you yeah, like this is it. I want to hear from Basan. Feel yeah. on this. I, I, <laughs> I've I've worked and seen teams that um, have this amazing you know, engineering manager, product manager relationship where they click, they they really work together well. There's this great trade off, um, and, and you know the outcome is that everything seems to go smoothly. Um, things happen, uh, problems are solved, issues are dealt with quickly. Um, and I also worked in situations where that dynamic just doesn't work and, and there's friction and, you know, uh, finger pointing and all of this. And, and at the end of the day, uh, if that relationship for me, if it works well, so much flows from it, um, you know, where, you know, that, that relationship's working well, often I see problems, uh, come up and, solutions proposed yeah you may need to you know help them through that or or coach them but uh, often that they they've already kind of worked out how to solve the problem uh when it's not working well they just look at problems and kind of get stuck um so i'd love to hear from the other guys that what what can be done i think you know there's the personal aspects but there's the the ways of work aspects um and, and there's also environmental aspects and yeah, it's one of those problems that I think is 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 different in different situations. Yeah, um, I can easily add uh, add to that. Like in 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 previous, like I think last six months and so, um, like when you were building and developing and and like uh, producing a lot of uh, developers, mm. um, obviously there is no um like in you know, a right or wrong, um, but again in the product side trying to you get doing everything to gather the requirements and defining each minute like you know all the nuances mm-hmm. and stuff like that um, but when the developer comes big they have like a you know, thousand questions on top of their head they're mm-hmm. trying to ask way too many questions oh what's this what's that requirement it doesn't make sense or so and so forth or where is the design this design doesn't show that logo um yeah so that doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense Uh, yeah but uh, that relationship between the product and engineering as you mentioned the relationship it just 
yeah, it's very key element, I would mm-hmm. say. If you are doing that cross-functional communication, we need the real world structure for sure. Mm-hmm. You need to have that uh, little bit of structure, flat sessions and all of that stuff. Um, yeah, but uh, early engagements, if you are sharing ideas or anything, concerns, feedback. Um, so that's that's something uh, is where like and it's a key open communication. So yeah. just, you know, we are facilitating some sessions or um, if there's an alignment, anything re- required. So that's required. But again, uh, this the one key element what I found is that the mutual respect and empathy. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So we all know that the days get busy and we all like you know caught up and trying to do all our job and uh, but no matter what, um, it's not some anybody's fault but we need to approach yeah. it with like mutual respect and empathy uh regardless trust. you know yeah exactly trust, right? i think trust, trust is one yeah. of those key elements that, that person's gonna hold yeah. up their end of the bargain exactly we need to acknowledge and appreciate uh, uh how much they have done what they're trying to do it's not that okay what they have left or it's not there than what we have and then how can we help them to or how can we support them to get that or just understanding in a really mutual respected way it's something that what i learned yeah that yeah that ticked me up when i saw that question <laughs> yeah yeah and i think that alignment piece is really important to yep. put, and i think it goes all the way from the top of like are the individuals aligned to what the objectives and the uh, and the mission of the company is yeah and like to all the way down we're, we're kind of working through um product principles at the moment which are not necessarily product team but like what are the principles of the product we're trying to build yeah and i think having those types of things written down gives you an opportunity when a question comes up and it might be a a debate between yep ends or a designer and or an engine with engineers in as well to go like well did what do we have that can help us guide this decision and make sure it aligns with what we've previously said is important for us yeah um yeah that that openness and empathy and understanding is really key. I mean, I, I, I always find, well, I'll, you know, spending time in person helps. That's not always possible. And obviously mm-hmm. we're coming out of COVID. So I know we're starting to get back into the office, maybe yeah. <laughs> or a couple of days a week. Like that, that does have hey, an Getting more coffee sessions here. Yeah, it's <laughs> <Yes>, true. <laughs> oh, I, I think, uh, again, it's tough. Like often you have remote teams where people, getting together is more challenging right yeah i I think i've got uh, i'm located in sydney a lot of my teams in you know adelaide and other parts of the the country and previously i had team members in you know new zealand and uh, over in europe and different areas so like getting together is tough but when you are together like often you do come up with those sort of accidental conversations and get a coffee or whatever that is so exactly yeah it's I, i think being a bit more deliberate about some of those interactions is necessary and trying to set up some times where you can deliberately accidentally have a conversation <laughs> makes sense um but yeah it, it's yeah i think trust is a key element and having that mutual yeah. respect um but yeah i, I think it's it, it is sometimes just a uh challenge to, to foster that um within certain team members but um yeah i i do know for sure when it's working well um it just becomes easy and i i think the transitions in the life cycle of a project is where mm, yeah 
of fiction can come in. I mean, you know, whether it's when a project starts and it's going scoping or when it's ready to get hand o- handed over in the debt structure on start, like, mm. I don't, you guys have a good definition of done and that always gets followed. <laughs> there's done and there's done and there's probably done again of like, hey, and now we're ready to launch it out to customers. Yeah. Um, you know, we've even done really mechanical things and kind of coming back to roles and responsibilities of like, so who creates the Slack channel for this project and who's going to put stand-ups in the calendar? Like, even even just getting that written down, it's like, okay, so the PM's kind of wearing a product owner hat as well. Yep. You know? So like, they're the ones that are going to do that. Like, even that very minor thing helped with just making things run that little bit more smoothly. Yeah. I think, you know, that's that's the key, right? And yeah, making to- yeah I totally agree. Yeah, like ownership and accountability, yeah, as I've rightly mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have to agree to agree. So, um, who's taking that ownership and who's accountable? And you know, just again, that, that goes back to the trust as well as Peter says. So when someone is have that ownership, so we trust them is going to do that. And who's accountable? Um, is accountable going to take that complete ownership and um, you know um, produce? We have to trust that yet. And as you mentioned, coffee is just not making a big deal. Just go out and you know make it less formal. Have like as a gentleman open communication. So it can be like you know it doesn't need to be that stressful. Some discussions, uh, then it can be very casual as well. Like you know having that open conversation, just you know sharing those points and agree in a common ground. Yeah, and yeah, something like that. I think the clarity is important, Phil, as you say. Clarity, yeah. Like you know. This is the mission. This is what our goal is of a company. Having those principles will help you make some of those decisions, right, as it goes through. And it um, yeah, it will be easier to make those decision, decisions more clear and having those roles and responsibilities defined. So uh, that little thing, as you said, who creates the Slack channel, who creates the meeting invites and things like that, and, mm-hmm. and know, know, knowing who's responsible for what so you don't yeah. start to sort of start to tread, tread on each other's toes and I think that's sometimes um, a challenge and what can cause friction yeah and, and asking questions rather than making assumptions that's never yeah. like it's really easy to like clearly say it hasn't happened because someone's not doing their job like well yeah maybe maybe they did do it and they just and you didn't see it it's like yep. missed yet another notification somewhere <laughs> No, the, the very very good points there, and um, you know, as you say, Phil, um, it's obviously important to clarify, you know, whose shoulders it, it falls onto um, to to be responsible to to foster that relationship, um, and 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 make sure that you know things are being put in place to to enable that uh, that collaboration between the two teams. Um, so, you know, from 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 what we've uh, we've discussed um so far how does this all combine to help deliver success for the customers um i i think when teams work well and i might have heard i might have maybe i've never just heard this when i thought peter said it because i because i really agree with like like just magic happens when things yeah. go and customers love being cared about yep so if they see that you're solving a problem that you've understood the pro- their problem and that you've delivered a, a great solution for it, it just shows that they shows them that you care about them. I mean, mm. again, even with customer discovery interviews, like we try to get a dev in there, they'll be able to 
pitch in ideas, but they're also building up that sense of empathy for a customer, um, which can give them that context when things are, are tough. Like we're, um, you know, and, and understanding how, how you, when you're building the right thing, just make sure the communication goes really smoothly to and from the customer. Um, yeah. I, I think it just, just makes them feel loved. <laughs> Well, it's smooth, right? Like it's it, it things happen as they're expected. It just flows. It's you know, uh, one of the teams I used to work with. Uh, we'd see them build things, and I, I'd describe them as annoyingly good because you know there was nothing to criticize. Like they would deliver, they would communicate well. Everyone knew what was going on. Maybe wanted things a bit faster, but that's just life. Um, but you know, when they present, you know, what they're building, it all makes sense because everyone kind of already knows what they're doing anyway. So there's no surprises. And I think that's, that's, that's the probably deliverable for the customer. No surprises. Things get better. They improve it. The magic happens and the, there's not bugs that occur because maybe there was a bit of disconnect. There's not a lack of, you know, communication and something changing they don't expect because that all happens because it all it's all smooth it all happens and i think that's largely what the customer receives out of it a great yeah. experience yeah it, it just uh to me it's a, yeah it's, it sounds like that little bit of um the culture and the zone are out of flow as well um like as we all working like you know we are into that zone like everyone is smoothly feeding in it could be tech side of things or product side of things. They are working mm. parallelly and helping each other. They are in the zone. Well, that's like drives massive success, right, for customers. And we deliver best of the best products. And they're constantly communicating, sharing, and discussing. Um, it doesn't care much. Like, you know, I see that our Slack channel keeps going nonstop whole day. Just, you know, a lot of discussions. They're uh, ideating, oh, this happens, that happens, that scenario, the circumstances. Um, we, we, I, I just love to see that that like collaboration. You just they're in the zone, they're in that flow mode, and uh, and they saw a lot of big problems, and they just like you know knocks a lot of stuff and and deliver some of those things. Just amazed me. Um, they have like in a couple of weeks ahead, like in a days ahead, the solutions are ready. Uh, we need to get them into that zone, uh, that fostering that culture. I would say. And um, I, I seen that time to time. <laughs> Oftentimes, I, I see that a lot of frictions, as Phil mentioned, and um, for small to small things like you know creating Slack channel things like that, yeah. to a big problems when they're in the zone. So the problems doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I, I think I think customers know when things are going smoothly as well. Like if you get yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or like oh, I'm really struggling. Oh, Front team don't know what to do like that comes through pretty clearly. There's like this, <laughs> and they experience it in the product, right? Like if there's a disconnect, if they, if teams aren't working well together, like working well, yeah, they'll notice when you know that something appears somewhere, but not other places. What's going on here? It's confusing. Like uh, a lot of you know technology that people use, uh, a level of consistency is key, right? It cuts on support time. It cuts on you know, educating users, and, and when you have that disconnect as well, again, what does that do to the customers? It makes them question what it is, what's different, what, what's going on here, um, and it, it's it can be those little paper cuts that add up over time. Yeah, the sound of the confidence and sound of that um, communication with customer, 
Yeah. It's a clear indication, sir, how, how they're going, sir. Um, yeah, um, as you rightly mentioned. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's one of the things, right? When you are in zone, like you are working very well, and everyone feels confident to clearly um, and, and you know, confidently communicating. So that indicates the customer. Yeah. Give some confidence. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, no, some some great points there, guys. Um, and, and very good to hear. Uh, you know y- your insights and and your your experiences as well from um, uh, from from previous roles um, and and I guess current roles as well. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, thank, thanks very much for joining. Um, I'm sure our listeners will uh, will definitely you know be able to take something from this and and benefit and hopefully apply it to their their future um, situations. Um, so yeah thank you thank you very much for joining